This is Emily Berry. She is the director of New Path Pregnancy Resource Center in Bell Fountain. And she is part of our series that we're doing right now called On Mission, where we are talking about the work that God is doing in our communities and in the world around us. Some of those are things that we are heavily involved in. Next week, we're going to meet a group of people that are planting a church in Columbus that's a heavy metal, hardcore church. Um, they're actually brethren, believe it or not. So, um, but we're going to meet them, and we're going to hear about the work that they are doing there. But this week, we're going to hear about some of the incredible work that God is doing at New Path, right? Mm -hmm. And it's no coincidence that part of this, the reason she's here, that I've asked her to come here, is because this is the month when which it's called the baby bottle campaign, right? Where we're collecting our loose change and filling it up in baby bottles. We have a bunch of them out there that we still need to fill, all to benefit the work that they do in the Lord's name, right? Yes. So I'm going to pray over Emily real quick, and then I'll let her do everything else God wants her to do. Okay? Yeah. Ready? Mm -hmm. She's nervous, so don't. Okay. I figure if you just throw it out there, it's just easier. All right. It is. <laughs> Father God, I'm so thankful that you have brought Emily here, that you have guided her to be the director at New Path, that you've laid it on her heart and given her the ability and the opportunity to minister to those who so desperately need to hear from you at a time in life when they are facing many challenges they cannot overcome on their own. Lord God, I am thankful for her heart. I'm thankful for her desire to serve you, and I pray openly today that your words will be her words, that your heart will be her heart, that she will have, a, as my wife always says, a ready recollection of the things she has prepared, and that uh, she will convey what you would have her teach us today about you and about how we can make a difference in your world. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies and your strength, and thank you for Emily. It is in Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. My name is Emily Berry, and I am the center director um, for New Path and Bell Fountain. Um, I've been involved with the Pregnancy Center for 12 years. Um, it'll be 12 years in November. And this morning, I want to share with you how the Lord worked in my life through an unplanned pregnancy. This is my story, and I know I'm not alone. I'm going to talk about fear, but not the fear of the Lord, which is right and good. This is going to be the situational fear, man-centered fear. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. You will hear a lot about fear and how it drove a lot of my decision-making throughout my life and how those choices based off fear cause many consequences, mostly bad, some good. I know the fear of having an unplanned pregnancy at a very young age, at 16. I felt paralyzed, and I just didn't know what to do. I kept thinking about disappointing my, my parents and thinking, what is my community going to think about me and my, and my family? Excuse me. Even though I grew up in a very loving, stable home, this fear drove me to want to have an abortion. My boyfriend didn't really support me. He just said, take care of it. So the fear of my life being over was overwhelming to me. The fear of my father being angry. 
I felt utterly hopeless and totally alone. The shame and guilt and pressure led, to choose, led me to choose an abortion. I made an appointment two days after I took pregnancy test at home. My despair grew. As we drove to an abortion clinic, I walked up the stairs. My heart was racing. During my ultrasound, the ultrasound tech asked me if twins ran in my family. And I thought, okay, I'm 16, I'm naive. And I thought, well, how do they know that? Because I'm a twin, I have a twin brother. And um, she said, well, I see two sacks here. My fear grew even more. I was afraid that um, my perfect plan of playing volleyball and going to college was over. I saw this pregnancy as a threat to changing my relationship with my family, especially my father. I was afraid to disappoint him. These beliefs increased the pressure to abort. After the ultrasound, I went into a room with about 10 other women. We had to say our name, our age, and why we wanted to have the abortion that day. I remember little moments um, of that day, especially when they were um, explaining the procedure. But I remember clearly seeing the same despair and shame and fear in the other women's eyes. Some women were very stoic and expressionless, and others like me were sobbing. We all wanted an abortion because we thought it was our only choice. Fear was still ruling our hearts, and fear also ruled the hearts of our family and our friends. I remember sitting in the room waiting for my name to be called. One by one, everybody left. I remained. My name was finally called at the very end of that day, and a counselor took me to a separate room and said that since I was emotionally not stable, I was not able to have my abortion that day, but if I changed my mind, I could come back in two weeks. I was turned away from an abortion clinic, and I was given my money back. I did not abort my twins that day. As I walked out of the abortion clinic, I was called a baby killer. I yelled back. They didn't allow me to have my abortion. I was so angry. I tell you this because I know all too well how scary it is to have an unplanned pregnancy. I may not have had an abortion, but my fears, lack of support, and selfish desires led me to seek one. I walked into the clinic. I went through all the emotions. I thought the same thoughts. Many times I felt guilty about not wanting to go through with my pregnancy. I was like Adam and Eve caught in their sin trying to cover themselves with fig leaves, hiding from their shame and guilt. I thought abortion would fix my shame. By the grace of God, two lives were saved that day. I can't say for sure, but other, 10 other children died. There's no other way to explain it other than God pouring out his mercy upon me and my children. After riding home from the abortion clinic, I finally recognized the babies that were in my womb as my children, not a threat or a problem. From that point on, I knew that I wanted to parent my twins 
no cost. Like, I didn't care what it cost, right? Um, my family was very shocked, but they were very supportive. 27 years ago, I had two very healthy twins, a boy and a girl. I can't believe that, 27 years ago, right? <laughs> Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? As this passage says, my heart was deceitful, and I allowed fear to still rule my life for many years after I had my twins. Because of that fear, I made some very selfish decisions and tried to depend on my own strength, leading me to the desert of pain and destruction. By the time I was 26 years old, I had three children out of wedlock and had already been divorced twice. I was angry and I was lost, I was broken, I was empty, I was in the pit of destruction. And that poured into my parenting and my relationships. This was a direct result of my rebellion towards God. Nothing could fill the void in my heart. I was hopeless and dead in my sin. I attended church with my grandma a couple times, and she suggested that I watch The Passion of the Christ. No one ever told me who Christ was and what he did on the cross for me, but he made himself very clear to me that day. As I watched the movie, that day, about 17 years ago, I cried out to Christ to forgive my sins, to say how sorry I was for my rebellion. And what does he promise? If I confess my sin, he is just and faithful to forgive. I am dead to sin, alive in Christ. Psalm 40, verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Months later, God sent me a wonderful man, and I've been married for 15 years. Um, God also taught me um, how to love in the right way. He has filled me with endless joy and love and happiness that I can never experience without Christ in my life. God in his providence sent me to a new path 12 years ago, and I never left. <laughs> Kathleen Shanes, the executive director, has been my spiritual leader, and she discipled me. Um, Kara, the other director in Richwood, has just been a sweet encouragement to me. She is so loving and kind to everyone she serves. I wanted to talk about the fear of an unplanned pregnancy because almost every client that comes into New Path is very afraid. Not just her, but the whole entire family. Her fear will determine her decision to choose life or not. The pressures of a boyfriend, parents, grandparents will influence her choice to carry to term or abort. With each peer mentoring visit and pregnancy test, no matter the results, positive or negative, we're trying to identify who or what our client's heart is worshiping. 
as we know God has made us worshipers, we all worship something. Our hearts determine what we believe, think, feel, and do. Again, scripture reminds us that our hearts are deceitfully wicked. When talking to clients, we seek to help them evaluate their heart condition and how it impacts their decision-making by asking, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I making these current decisions? Who or what is influencing my decisions? We look at the current decision-making and the consequences this has caused so far. Then we look at how to make different decisions, especially when they are under the authority of God. How life looks different when we obey him. A lot of our clients don't know who God is, and they simply don't know how they were created. They don't know that God created them wonderfully and fearfully. They don't know that they are created for a purpose, to have a relationship with him and to glorify God. It's a joy for all of our client advocates to share with our clients from Scripture why God created them, but also the baby in their womb. Yes, it may not be under ideal circumstances, but life is never a mistake. God being perfect and holy and a just God that he is simply does not make mistakes with any of his creation. Through the fear and the chaos, we have the privilege of sharing with them the hope we have in Christ. They can find rest, security, redemption, forgiveness of sins, and unfailing love through Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection. Nevertheless, our client advocates endure much heartbreak. Especially when sitting with a girl knowing that unless God does a miracle and changes their hearts, they are determined to have an abortion. Many clients know the truth. They know the truth that after 16 days, after conception, the baby has a heartbeat. They know at nine weeks gestation that the baby has identifying fingerprints. They know this. But they still do not choose life. I remember getting a text four hours after a client had an abortion saying how she regrets it and she's crying so hard that she regrets everything. We pray and fight for every single life because their life matters. Many times our New Path family are the only ones fighting for that precious baby's life. Some of these sweet girls are manipulated and forced to have an abortion and just aren't strong enough to say no to all the pressures from their loved ones. I am so thankful that the Lord doesn't leave us alone in our fears. Think about how many times the Lord sent an angel, a messenger, to give the people of God hope in the midst of a fearful situation. The Lord sends us new path as those servant messengers to share God's hope-filled message in the midst of our clients' fear-filled situations. Today, I started talking about fear, but I want to end with hope. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is my story, and I know I'm not alone. I wanted to talk more about the services that we provide at New Path. We have a lot of educational classes that we, that we um, give. Um, so a lot of the educational classes are about understanding pregnancy, childbirth education, breastfeeding education, postpartum, child development, parenting classes. Um, but it's, it's coming alongside of our, our clients and letting them know that we're here as long as they allow us. We've had clients for 12 years, right? We're walking through pregnancy, parenting, marriages. We have, we have helped with um, weddings. That's what we do. We come alongside whatever they need. Um, and so we're helping with um, teaching them about relationships, um, marriage, post-abortion support. We have women's and men's Bible studies. Um, and it's walking through the fire with a heroin addict. Walking through and seeing how the Lord radically changed her life. She overdosed, found out she was pregnant in the hospital. She came to us, and she radically changed her life through Christ. And now she has all of her children. Um, she's working full-time. She's married. She, she confessed her sin, and she's saved. And it's just really amazing to see that, right? Um, and we offer a lot of material resources. Um, again, pregnancy tests, diapers, wipes, baby clothes, car seats, whatever they need, we give them. And all our services are free and confidential. You may be wondering how you can join New Path. Well, we always need prayer. I had given my testimony first time, I think it was like 2013. And the person that um, went with me to the abortion clinic, we never talked about it until after I gave my testimony. That was years afterwards. And they specifically said that while I was getting my ultrasound and in the counseling room there, they were downstairs in the waiting room praying that I would not get the abortion. So we need your prayers. We need it for our clients, for their salvation. We need it as directors, board members, um, pray for our client advocates. They're on the front line. We have amazing client advocates, amazing client advocates, and they love sharing the hope of Christ with everyone that walks through the door, and um, they serve faithfully. They're amazing. So you can serve. <laughs> we need laborers for the harvest. Um, Bell Fountain um, Center is open Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 10 to 5. We need help. So if that's something that you would like to do, come and see me. Um, and events. We already talked about the baby bottle campaign. Yeah. There's bottles back there. Fill them up and then bring them back, and then we'll process them. Um, we just had our walk for life um, May 1st, and the Lord provided over $70,000. Yeah. Yeah. 
we can't wait to next year we can all be together again. So we're looking forward to that. Um, and you can give. Um, we need financial partners. We don't get any government funding. We, um, are, we have faithful donors and churches that give on a regular basis, and we're just really thankful. And we have those events also throughout the year. And if you have given to New Path, I want to personally thank you. Um, we really do appreciate your support. Um, we talked a lot about the services I did earlier, um, but what we... There might be other local resources that may do the same thing, but we have the privilege and the honor to be able to share the hope of Christ that those other resources may not be able to provide. And that is, um, that is an honor, and that's what we, we strive for. So, I'm done.